So did everybody get enough to eat tonight? I guess I ran out of chicken. Yeah, we're putting that on there to try and keep that safe. As you can see, I got a block of stone up here. And as we started yesterday, last night, I was telling you, this is about stones this week, in this session, and so we got a big one here. And let me get this on, because I don't want to get <clears throat> a lot of grum, grummy stuff and dirt and everything all over me, so I'm wearing my cute little apron. Isn't the apron cute? Beautiful, yeah. Even got pockets. Yeah. See, so I can take my, my chisels and, and put them in a pocket and take the hammer and put that in a pocket. Don't I look great? And I'm going to be wearing safety goggles so I don't kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get in your, my eyes. You're absolutely correct. That's what we're doing. Now, as you notice, I have a block of stone here. Yes, it's, it's pretty hard. And we're going to be learning about this tonight. There's a lot of things going to be going on, but I've got to tell you a story here to start it off. Before actually we do that, though, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Beautiful day you gave us. Thank you for the health, Lord, that you've given us, that we can enjoy it. Lord, we thank you for the safety that you've given all the campers for coming up here. We also thank you because we know it's going to snow some more. I don't know when, I don't know how much, but I have faith in you that you're going to give us more. And Lord, tonight as we explore this lesson in these next, oh, half hour, Lord, I ask that you would help us to draw closer to you and help us to see how you do things in our lives. Help us to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. So i got to tell you, a couple of years ago, actually it's been a quite a few years now, I was in college. I went to college and learned how to be a teacher. But I had a roommate. My roommate in college, one year I had this, this one roommate, and um, his name was Dave. Dave was an art major. Now, I don't know if you've ever, those of you who have been to college, if you've ever roomed with an art major, they're different. I came in one day into my room, I kid you not, I had, now this is back in the 70s, I had a yellow throw rug. It was shag. <laughs> not making this up. I came in, he had taken my throw rug and hung it up on the wall and was in the process of painting an abstract art thing on it, like a Picasso. I walk in, I go, Dave, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I wanted to give you a present for Christmas. I said, Dave, that's a rug, and it, you're using oils on it. Yeah. I go, oh, boy. D Dave, that's not going to work too well. <laughs> well, after a while, he said, you know, we could do something else. I, I said, like what? He's, well, he would many times in the evening, he would go and uh, go to the art department there at the college, and he'd be gone for hours. I didn't even know what they were doing all the time. They were up there. But he'd be up there um, in the college just going through a whole lot of things. Um, every night he'd like disappear. So one night I asked him, I said, what do you guys do in the art department at nighttime? And he goes, oh, that's when we're there creating stuff. 
He says, why, you want to come? I said, sure. I'll come along. So I did. Went over there, and there was a whole pile of art majors, and they're making all sorts of projects. You know, they got a lot of projects that they're doing. And, you know, I'm looking at the projects. There's a person doing some ceramics. There was another person who was doing, oh, something with uh, clay and, and baking it, and there was a couple people painting. There was one person who was standing back there who had a block of stone, and they were hammering away at it, just like I'm doing here. They're hammering away at this block of stone. And I went up to the person and I said, um, what you making? And he goes, I'm not making anything. I go, well, what are you doing? He says, I'm freeing something. What are you freeing? Is there something, an animal stuck in there? You know, I couldn't figure out what's he talking about. And he told me it's a classic thing that a lot of artists say today. And he said, there's actually uh, a woman, an image of a woman, stuck in this rock, and I'm going to release it. And I was like, what? And, you know, a lot of artists have said that, that they have to do, you know, they've got to free the thing, they've got to remove parts. And so he, I said, I'm, I'm really puzzled. He says, there is an image of a woman in here, and he says, all I've got to do is remove what doesn't belong. I said, well, how do you know what to, to take off? He says, that's really simple. You take off anything that doesn't look like a woman. And I was like, wow, that's a really interesting answer. And I've heard a lot of people use that, that same thing over the years. Some people say that that was attributed to Michelangelo, but there's really no evidence that Michelangelo ever really said that. But um, he's, he's got a point, though. In a sculpture inside of a block, you know, the artist sees an image. There's an image in there. It really is. It's just not in the imagination. There is an image. And what they do is they remove it, the stuff around, and what they cut off is the stuff that doesn't belong. That's what this lesson is all about. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And um, the thing is, we are a lot like this. Now, before I really lose you tonight, I want you to sort of pretend with me a little bit, you see. Um, we're going to pretend that this is me. Okay? No blockhead jokes. All right? This is me. Now, what's going to happen is there is an image of a person inside of here. And I've got to remove what doesn't belong. And if I do it carefully and get this just right, we won't finish it tonight. You can see there's a lot of stone here. But I hope that before, in just a few minutes, you'll be able to see at least part of it start to come out and let you see this. You see, this is sort of like um, what I'm talking about here is like what God does with us. And as we explore this kind of stuff and we look at this, God is like the master creator. You know, some people, some artists, they, they call artists masters. You ever heard that? It's just not a Star Wars thing. Um, they call artists masters a lot of times. And, well, they're really not that much of a master. But God is. Because a master, like a, a person doing this, they're just taking something. They didn't create anything. It was already in there. The image was there. They just chipped away the stuff that didn't belong. And so, God, though, on the other hand, God's different. 
God is the creator God. He created us. And as he creates us, the thing is, when he makes us, we are, every single one in this room, we were all born into sin. Every single one of us does something wrong. If you're honest, you'll be able to see something that you've done that's wrong, that's a sin. We all do that. We're born in, into sin like that. And no matter what we do, just like the statue in here, if I move away and take the hammer and chisel away, that statue can't do anything on its own to get out of there, can it? But, using this, if I come over, I can free it. That's what God does. God comes over and he frees us. Now, when we become a Christian, that's one thing. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we're now born again. But you know something? It's like being in the statue at this point. The statue still has things on it. We're born with all sorts of this crud and stuff, as you can see. We're, on the inside, there's something absolutely beautiful. But when we're born in sin, we've got all this garbage on us. We can't do anything to try and get rid of it on our own. We just can't do it. It takes the real master to do this. So that's what I'm trying to show you here. That God takes us, like in this case here, we're saying this is me, and he starts to chip away... Notice he doesn't do this right away, just one whack and it's all done. It doesn't do that. God takes time. See, when we become a saved person, when Jesus Christ saves us, we're changed, but we don't change into perfection. We've still got all this stuff on us. And it takes time for us to get rid of a lot of these things. These things sort of stay on us, and God takes this off. So we go through a change. A change is called a metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is a biology term. You're all familiar with it, I'm sure. And it's what it is, it's like what butterflies, you know, they, they, uh, or caterpillars turn into butterflies, a tadpole turns into a frog. It's a metamorphosis. It's changing. And God is doing a metamorphosis with us. If you're a born-again Christian, there's one of these going on with you right now. And God is using a hammer and a chisel in a way, doing the same thing. He's taken off the things that don't belong. That's what this is all about. So he's chipping off the things that don't belong so that then we can start to see something on the inside, a different person and things. Metamorphosis, meta means beyond or after. Morph means the shape. Cis at the end, metamorphosis. The cis part means a process. So that's what we have going on. This is a process. Look at all the souvenirs you guys are getting. <laughs> no charge. <laughs> but um, that's what's going on. This metamorphosis, this change that's taking place here. And God is the one who's doing this. And he's doing this in our lives and, and changing us into something different. Um, he talks about this, actually. He tells us in his word. If you follow along what it says here in 2 Corinthians 3, 16, 17, 18. But whenever someone turns to the Lord... The veil is taken away, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed, in other words, when people become Christian, that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him. 
That's what this hammering is all about. It's to make us look more like Christ. That's what God is doing. So you understand that? You catch what's going on here? Now, we don't do the change. Like I say, this thing can't do the changing on its own. So there's got to be something else going on here as we're doing this. It's God who's doing the changing. God is using this hammer and chisel thing, and he is doing the work. He takes his hammer and chisel symbolically, but he is taking it and he's removing what doesn't belong. The things that don't look like Christ, God is going to remove it. Now, this is a lifelong process with many of us. This takes a long time. Like I say, it just doesn't happen really, really fast that God does this. By the way, do you remember in the Christmas story, in the Christmas story, Jesus' stepfather, what was his name? Joseph. Joseph. What was Joseph's job? Yeah. He was a carpenter. Now, what's a carpenter work with today? Wood. But you know, back in the time of Jesus, carpenters didn't work with just wood. They actually did more with stone. They were usually using a hammer and a chisel, more than even just a saw. Today, it's mostly a carpenter's like that, but in those days, back in the days of Jesus, a carpenter mostly worked with stone. Oh, they worked with wood. They, they made all sorts of things. They were constantly building things and making things. But because in the ancient times they used a lot of stone, they had to be master craftsmen using stone. And carpenter, that's what Joseph was. Now, the thing is, when you are born in that time period, you took on usually the occupation of your parents. If your, parent, if your dad was a carpenter, you would be a carpenter. If your dad was a fisherman, you would have been a fisherman. That's generally how it worked. So Jesus would have learned the skills of being a carpenter, working with stone, hammer and chisel, saw, and stuff like this. That's what he worked with. Isn't it interesting that Jesus did that? And it's like the same thing we're talking about right now. How cool is that? As we chip this away, I'm getting a little closer to the top here. This is the head. You can see there's a head there, yeah. I can't. This is too heavy. <laughs> Maybe at the end we'll try turning it in a few minutes. But I want to try and get a little bit more off of this face here as I'm getting a little closer to let you see what's going on. You need to switch to a bigger, bigger one here for a second. Now, I have a hammer and a chisel, and I'm taking away big chunks here, trying to free up what's on the inside. Because that image is in there, and God does the same thing with us. And he takes, in some cases, like a hammer and chisel, he uses circumstances and things in our life to change things. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So, that's the message that we're trying to get across here. And I want to show you something. And as we do this, I want you to, to see that this is, as I said, this is going to represent me. This is me in symbolism. We're going to pretend this is me. We're going to pretend that these are in the hands of God. And I want to show you and tell you a little bit of what God is doing in my life. And you'll get to see, hopefully, the point I'm trying to make here. Now, no one likes, finds a lot of fun by being chiseled on by God. It's not sometimes a lot of fun. But he is the master. He uses the tools and stuff like this. And his whole purpose, remember, the whole purpose is to make us more like Jesus. 
that we look more like Jesus, that we act more like Jesus. So in doing so, God's got to remove an awful lot of stuff. And in my life, he's had to remove a lot, and he still has a lot to remove. So let me just tell you, we're going to use a little symbolism here, and I'm just going to take a few things here as I start to show you what's going on as we talk about this. So, um, for instance, in, there's, there's a part right here. Let me get this chisel here. i got a big part here. This part, God needs to remove this. This little part right here, this little projection sticking up here, that was me when I was a kid when I used to steal. I was a thief in my neighborhood you would not believe. You know, I actually stole from neighbors in my neighborhood all the time. I did. I stole not just money. I would raid their vegetable gardens. And I would steal their crops. And I would sit in a field, wash them with some water out of an old pumping station, and sit and eat those things. I love raw vegetables to this day. <laughs> I don't like them cooked as much. But that was like this piece here. It's like, Michael, you've got to get rid of the stealing. And you know something? There's another area. When I was much younger, I had one of the foulest mouths in the entire neighborhood. I said all sorts of things I never should have even thought. And I used to say those things, and, oh, my parents used to get so mad at me. And it's like God saying, you see this piece right here, Michael? That's your bad language. That's got to come off, because that doesn't look like my son. And that's what he did. Oh, another thing I used to do, I used to swear a lot. Oh, I was, oh, when I was a little kid, I had one of the filthiest mouths around, and I used to constantly take God's name in vain. I would, you know, like, get really mad at something, I'd say, God, or like, something really ha bad happened, and I would say, Jesus Christ. That was not honoring. That's disrespectful to God, and God tells us, even in the Ten Commandments, that's not looking like my son. You're showing disrespect to me. And God is, we just sang songs. He is almighty. He is powerful. He is holy and everything. That's not the way we're supposed to be. So he saw that and he says, Michael, that's got to come off. Yeah, there's other things too. How about this stone right here? This was laziness. Got to get rid of that. Can't have that around. That doesn't make, that doesn't look like Jesus. Jesus was not a lazy person. No. That's got to come off. Or, or, or this piece right here. See if I can get this one. This one's being a fake. Being a fake. And God takes that off. Not only that, he uh, took off this one. He's still working on this one sometimes. It's called lying. He has to hit pretty hard to get that one off. Because lying, that's not like Jesus. Tells us in the book of Hebrews, Jesus never lied. Jesus never sinned. He was always truthful. So God is doing a lot of work here on me. And it's not fun. And sometimes it's like, wow, God, that really hurt. I know. I know it hurts my son, but the thing is, it's necessary. For you to look like Jesus, that can't be on there anymore. You see, I can't do it by myself. It's God who's got to do this. Oh, I could tell you about another one. How about anger? Oh. Yeah, that anger, that's got to come off, Michael. That's not looking like my son. That's got to come off. So he does that. Or not just anger, another problem, quite a few of us I'm sure in this room have, lust. See that, well, Michael, that does not look like my son. That's got to come off. Got to deal with that. 
Oh, and not just lust. And, and to, how about jealousy right here? Oh, we've got to get rid of that jealousy. That's got to come off. And I'll tell you, when he does this, it hurts. It's not fun. But the benefit is, what's going on is he's making me to look more like his son. And that's what we want. We want God to help us to be more like his son. To be more like what we're supposed to be. But he can't do it unless he uses the hammer and the chisel. That's his tools for doing this. That's what he does. Or, you know, a bunch of people I bet in here have this. Secret sin. Sin you think nobody else knows about? God knows. That's got to come off too. Can't have that there. Or here's another one. How about trying to be more like somebody else instead of Jesus? That's got to come off. That can't be there. We're supposed to be more like Jesus. Starting to see it more of the head here. Hmm. How about this one? Excuses. Do you have a problem with excuses? We're not supposed to have that either. Jesus didn't make up excuses. That doesn't look like Jesus, so that's got to come off too. So he takes that off. Or how about love of money? Is that a problem? Hey, Jesus says, that's not looking like Jesus. That's got to come off. So, that gets chiseled off too. Wow, that hurt. God, that was a real sore one. That one really, whoo, I didn't like that. Well, I know you didn't like it, but it's for your own good. It's to make you look more like my son. Hmm. So God is doing these kind of things. Oh, he's not done. There's so many more things. How about pride? You know, that's one that God really hates. He hates pride. So pride's got to come off. Yep, we got to get rid of that. Let me go to a smaller one here. So I'm getting really close to the face. And try and get some more of this off. Oh, there was a big piece. There was a big problem that went off. That was jealousy. That was, oh yeah, we've got to get rid of that jealousy. That's got to go. That's got to go. In some cases, I really want God, really whack that off. Get that. I don't like being like that. Take that off there. Get rid of it. And, you know, he likes when I say that. He doesn't like when I sit and complain about all these things, though. He doesn't feel honored by that. Uh, some people, it's drunkenness. Oh, that's a big problem. So God's got to take that off. Things that make us not look like Christ have got to come off. And the thing is, as we allow God to do this, we start to take on a different type of an image. And we can see things changing in our life that he does. And that's the whole purpose of going through this. He's trying to make us more and more like his son. That's why we go through these kind of things. Now, as I said, I'm not going to finish this tonight because this is a lifelong process. But God is the one who's doing it. And it's not fun being hammered on. No one enjoys that. It's not fun being uh, the, the person taking the chisel uh, to them and having the chisel chopping off pieces 
of what's going on in our lives and things that don't look like Jesus, it's not fun. We don't enjoy this, I'm sure. I don't enjoy it, but I know it's necessary and it's helpful because it will make me more like Christ. And that's my goal in life, is to be more like Jesus. So we have to go through this. And again, I can't do it on my own. It's got to be something that God does. And I'm going to try and take this. I'm getting really close to the eyes. And so I want to be careful here not to make a... And God is really careful. He's making sure that there's no bad cracks or anything in here as he's doing this. He knows exactly where to put this because he is the master doing all this. You see, there's a verse in the Bible called Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Look what God is doing. He tells us what he's doing with his hammer and chisel. We are God's masterpiece. You finish a work of art, isn't that called a masterpiece? God is making us a masterpiece. He has created us anew. We're going to look a lot better than this. He creates us anew in Jesus Christ so that we can do good things that he's planned for us to do. But we can't do it with all this crud on here. So once you become a Christian, God takes the hammer and chisel and starts working on you. Some of you are wondering, why do all these things seem to be happening to me? Why are all these bad things and stuff seeming to always take place and at the worst possible time and stuff? Why, God? Why? Do you know something? That's the hammer and the chisel. Maybe he's teaching you patience. I don't know what he's doing in your life. He's done a lot of things like that in my life. But do you see that we are called God's masterpiece? We are a masterpiece. Do you know what that means? If you're a masterpiece, you're not junk, are you? Don't let anybody, and I'm speaking not just to the kids here, I'm speaking to the adults too. I'm speaking to wives, I'm speaking to husbands, I'm speaking to everybody. Right now when I say this, you are not junk. You are a masterpiece. That's what God sees in you. See, God can see the statue. I can't. I can't even see it in myself. He sees it. It's not fun going through it, but he is making us into a masterpiece. How cool is that? Don't let anybody ever tell you you're junk. Don't let anybody ever tell you you're worthless. Don't let anybody say you're just a waste of flesh or someone say to you, I wish you had never been born or I wish we had never got married and all that. Don't any, anybody tell you that you're junk because you are a masterpiece. Something that God made that is absolutely special, precious, so precious that he sent his son to die for you. So what can we learn from this lesson? Just wrapping this up. Like I say, we're not going to get too far here. But I'll show you a couple of things here. One, first of all, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the most important. Because then God can go to work on you and start making you look more like his son. That's the first thing. Next, remember, you're not junk. You are a masterpiece. A masterpiece. We go to an art museum, we look at masterpieces. You know something? I can look out into this audience right now, and I see like an art museum. Masterpieces all over. That's how God sees you. If you're a born-again Christian, that's how God sees you. You are a masterpiece. Let no one tell you otherwise. Fourth, 
you will be chiseled on by God. That's going to happen. Some people tell you that, oh, when you become a Christian, you never have any problems, never have any trials, no difficulties come. Really? Where do you find that in the Bible? Jesus said that's when you become a real Christian, tribulations will come. If they hounded him, he said, they're going to hound you. So these things will happen. It's not fun going through it, but the whole point is he's removing what doesn't belong to make you more like his son. That's what's going on here. And then finally, and don't forget this, I know you, most people never forget this part, chiseling hurts. It is painful to go through. It's not fun. But wow, what's left over when we're done here is we get to be more and more like Christ. It's too bad non-Christians a lot of times think that we Christians say that we're perfect. We're not perfect, yet God is doing a lot of chiseling on us. We're forgiven, and you know something? Because I'm chiseling on this thing, I care about it, do I not? This is what I would do if I don't care. I'd let it just be the way it is. No, God cares. And so he's very careful where he places the chisel. He's very careful to apply just the right amount of pressure to make us look more and more like his son. I wish I had a lot longer time here to show you at least part of the face, but we're getting there. We're getting there. But we're about out of time here. So I just want you to remember these things that I told you here tonight. And the next time you feel God's chisel coming down on you, and you think, boy, God must not love me. No, I think God really cares about you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time here that we've had. And I do pray for all the people that are here. That, Lord, we all, being born-again Christians, we will go through this. But what you're trying to do is you care about us so much, you're trying to make us look more like Jesus. And yes, I know you have to remove a lot of things. On me, you've had to remove so many pieces that just, they don't belong there. So Lord, help us to understand that when we go through difficulties in life. That you're there, you're in control at all times, and you care for us. Thank you for being such a loving God and making us to look more and more like your son. In Jesus' name, amen.